Welcome to Martha Runs the World, a podcast with a new take on running, fitness, and all things health-oriented. I'm Martha Hughes, your host, and each week I present a new topic that is of interest to all runners. Welcome to episode 182 of Martha Runs the World. How are you? I am doing fabulous. Things are going very well. I hope they're going well for you, too. I hope you're getting in excellent runs. I sure am. This is a great, great time for running. More on that after my guest. Let me tell you a little bit about my guest. Julie Weiss is a runner. She's a passionate lover of marathons. She really loves marathons. And she will tell you all about that. She's a speaker. She has a few TED Talks, and I will provide links to those talks. She's a nutritionist, and she exudes positive energy. You can't help but feel motivated and inspired when she speaks. She's amazing. I can't wait for you to hear her talk. And here is Julie Weiss. Will you welcome to the program Julie Weiss? She is a runner and and a marathoner extraordinaire. And she's going to talk to us a little bit about her incredible marathons, why she ran 52 marathons in 52 weeks and is doing something similar right now. Hi, Julie. How are you? Hi, Martha. Good. Thanks. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So, So in in 2013, you ran 52 marathons in 52 weeks. So I'm going to just start off with the big question. Why? <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> um, many uh, uh, wonder why anyone would ever do such a thing. Um, but I did it for my dad, who passed away from pancreatic cancer just 35 days after his diagnosis I did it as a way to raise funds and awareness to help fund research for to cure this disease. So this is so um, you decided that doing wow a, mar- a marathon every week for a year was was the way you were going to uh, pay tribute to that and, and raise money for um, for patriot pa- pancreatic cancer research. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. He. Um, my dad was. Uh, my biggest fan when I started running and mm-hmm. um, you know, started running marathons uh, sort of as a, a midlife crisis, I guess you could say um, I was, I wasn't always a runner, but the running brought my dad and I closer. And um, sadly when he passed away, I felt so helpless. I didn't know what to do with, you know, everything I'd learned about pancreatic cancer. I, I knew I needed to do something, but I wanted to do something big because that's how my dad was. <laughs> Everything he did, he did it big. And I loved running marathons. I think at the time I had, um, had about, oh, 25 marathons um, that I had ran in a few years. And so I thought, you know, I my body recovers fairly quickly from marathons. And I thought this was my way to raise awareness. You know, I'm, that's I can use my running for the greater good and uh, do something sort of out of the ordinary that people would take notice and go like, what the heck is she doing? And then, you know, hear what, hear my why. 
And, uh, you know, it was very successful, this journey, but it was hard. (laughs) It was hard. You know, I was working full time. So uh, to have two kids, you know, this was um, sometimes I wonder how I even did it. Yeah, that is a real dedication uh, to to running. So how did that change you as a person and as a runner? It uh, it transformed uh, my, I guess you could say my, my heart, mm-hmm. you know, because it was really uh, about what it, it what started out to be just for my father ended up, you know, as a tribute to him ended up, you know, really embracing the um, entire pancreatic cancer community and the runners and all the people that I met. So it really like, it really got, um, it was more turned into sort of like a spiritual journey. And at first it was like, oh, you know, I'm running these marathons and they're hard and, you know, look at my time. And, and then I realized it's not about that at all. You know, it's not about the time. It doesn't even matter. You know, I actually took off my watch at about marathon number five. It was just about, um, you know, I wanted to meet people and I wanted to get to know these people who were struggling from this disease and the families of those who had been affected. And so it really, you know, it was a transformation on a a spiritual level, transformed me um, to a much deeper level, you know, running for something much bigger than yourself. Not that, you know, running for yourself is a great thing. It is. But um, when you when you run for something uh, that means a lot to you, uh, it sort of takes on its own own life, I guess you could say. And um, so it, it really, you know, and I also, you know, it as many runners realize, you know, you're stronger than you know. <laughs> you, you know, you you can do things that you you weren't sure you were capable, capable of doing, but then you sort of, you know, can prove it to yourself that you can, you can do these, these hard things and that you're stronger than you ever realized. Yes. Learned that as well. Absolutely. So when did you start running? I started running uh, races and marathons in 2007. Um, But I, think that when I was a kid, I used to run just through the fields, <laughs> you know, like just running free, <laughs> you know, it was just this love I've always had for running. I just didn't know it. You, you know, this, what, what was going to happen with that, you know, that love of, uh, of running that joy that running brought me and it just came out later in life and uh, turned into sort of an obsession, you could say. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's all right. I love dogs. I love, I love it when, when people have their dogs there. It's like, I always say when I'm out on a run or walking, I always say, I may not say hi to you, but I'm always going to say hi to your dog. (laughs) They're the best. And actually my dog, uh, my, my other dog, Jesse was my first running partner. Yeah. So, you know, I could barely run from one lifeguard tower to the next. Um, but my dog was, you know, so excited and kept me going. You know, when I first started, I was overweight, depressed and mm-hmm. just got out there with her. And um, yeah, they're, they're great. That is wonderful. That's it's such a cool story. When you did a marathon a week, how did you keep healthy and not getting injured? That's a great question. Well, I think, uh, as I mentioned before, it wasn't about how fast, you know, you're running these races. Mm-hmm. It was about staying healthy. And so my husband, who's a coach, David Levine, Mm -hmm. uh, he, he said, I'm going to have to slow down at least an hour. 
uh, slower than what I'm used to running these marathons. And so uh, it was um, important because if I had gone out super fast on all these races and tried to break five hours each time or whatever, I would have been out of the game. It would have been over. <laughs> so I had to do, I had to go much slower. I had to make sure I got enough protein. I had to do a lot of, lot of recovery during the week, no real running during the week. And, uh, you know, it was just all about recovery and stretching and getting enough sleep if possible. Um, yeah, it was just kind of like a year of, um, of taper, yeah. <laughs> no, no real training but the marathons were the long runs and, mm. And um, it was unbelievable how, how it's kind of a miracle how I didn't really, I didn't get injured. Yeah, that is, it's like, wow, you were able to do that and just go straight through a whole year. That's, that, that's a real mission. Yeah, it was, it was a mission of the heart. Yes, very much For so. Sure. And, sure. and, and just a mission, a mission of the heart and body and soul. Yeah. Totally. Yes. Yeah. So, so what are you up to these days? Well, after running, I don't know, 111, 111 marathons. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm, you know, I'm 52, mm-hmm. which is actually a cool number, but you know, I'm getting older and it's not as easy anymore mm-hmm. to run these marathons, you know, and it's yep. with COVID, a lot of, a lot of people are struggling out there, including me, you know, just getting, you know, your motivation sucked out. It's hard to stay motivated. It's harder when you get older. It's, it's harder. A lot of people are struggling. And I, I just, um, it's interesting because I was ready to retire from marathons. You know, I'm like, if it's not bringing you joy anymore, then don't do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Why, why put yourself, why suffer? You know, if it, if it's really, really hard, you know, unless, no, don't do it, you know, especially marathons, you know, don't kill yourself. And I was, I was almost ready to retire. Okay. And one of the people that I met along this journey, her name was Lupe Romero de la Cruz. She met me at mile 25 of my last marathon. She was a pancreatic cancer survivor. She's a runner, beautiful soul. And we were crossed the finish line together. She became, um, my sister in arms, um, you know, we would go around, we would do speeches and, uh, sadly she passed away. Uh, she had beat pancreatic cancer, I think like three or four times mm-hmm. she'd run marathons. And even after, um, you know, she had got, undergone the Whipple procedure, which removes basically your pancreas. And she's unbelievable. And her faith that she had, it was just a beautiful thing. And, I thought, you know, I, I want to continue running, but I don't want to run 52 marathons again. I need to find a way to keep spreading this awareness. I'm, I'm nearly to uh, the million dollar goal that I set out to do almost 10 years ago. And I, I woke up one morning and I thought, I'm going to check what the, um, the, the pancreatic cancer survivor um, survival rate is right now. I bet because I had this feeling, maybe I could run a marathon a month, maybe like 11 marathons, one a month, you know, maybe I could do that. And I'm like, I'm going to check to see what the survival rate is. And it was 11%, which is still really, really low. And 11% of people, only 11% of people um, will survive after mm. five years. Mm. 
And I was like, oh my God, 11%, 11 marathons. You can do that, Julie. Run one marathon a month, one marathon a month. Raise, keep raising the awareness to um, tell people that dismal survival rate still needs to be higher. We need yeah. to increase that. And this is a way that I can actually, now I'm excited again to run marathons. <laughs> like it was like sort of almost uh, like the universe or Lupe or something, you know, just like all the stars aligned again. And it was like, this is it, Julie, this is what you're going to do. And, yeah. And yeah. Uh, so this time around, I, I am, you know, always running for my dad, but I'm also running for, for Lupe, who is, she created um, this t-shirt business before she passed away called Strive to Survive. It was more than just a business. It's a way of life, you know, a, a website for survivors and people to tell their stories. But Strive to Survive was her motto, you know, just everybody struggles. Everybody survives something. So, um you know, just keep striving to survive. So I thought I'm going to call that this journey strive to survive and we're going to keep going. And then I find out her birthday is January 11th. I'm like, Oh my gosh, Mm. (laughs) you know, it's like, okay. Mm. Universe is talking, Julie, you have to do this. This is so now I'm excited. I'm about to run marathon two of 11 next Sunday. And we are, have raised, we have like just about a hundred thousand dollars to go to get to that $1 million goal. All donations are going directly to the Hirschberg Foundation for Pancreatic Cancer Research at the moment. And um, they're a wonderful charity doing on the front lines. And and we're off and running. <laughs> Great. That's terrific. We'll have, yeah. a, we'll have the links on the website yeah. when this comes out. So. I would love for people yeah. to join me. Yeah. You never have to run the whole marathon. Mm-hmm. You can run a 5K, a 10K, yeah. whatever you want, or just come out and join. We're hoping to get her t-shirt business back up and running, Strive to Survive. Cool. cool. And, and have a little team, you know, where we can all join together and, and, and make a movement. And yeah. To survive together. So you really like the marathon distance, don't you? <laughs> I... You know, I, I, I loved marathons for a long time mm-hmm. until, you know, like a couple of years ago, <laughs> now all of a sudden I love them again. So, you know, there was like, there was a dip there, but that's okay. After running so mm-hmm. many marathons, you know, you, it's, mm-hmm. it, it was, but I do, um, I, I love the, the feeling, you know, uh, the feeling yeah. of accomplishment for, mm-hmm. but I, honestly, it doesn't have to be a marathon. Mm-hmm. Marathons are taxing. Yeah, they are. And um, I don't think it has to be a marathon for anyone. It's just really getting up and get moving. Sure. It's such a classic distance, though. I mean, it it just it just has such history behind it that makes it so special. (sighs) Yeah, it does. It it does. It was. uh, Yeah, I I, I still. Yeah, that that feeling of crossing the finish line is Mm -hmm. nothing like. There is nothing like it. No, there really isn't anything like, like a marathon that it makes you can, you can run, you know, dozens of halves and, and, and lots of trail races, but there's just nothing like a marathon. There really isn't. Maybe an Ironman, but I've never done that, but there is, there is a marathon, including. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I've done ultras too, and I love my ultras and I love my ultras, but, but, um, I, I, the marathon is just, is just, uh, it's a different race. It's just, it's classic. It really is classic. 
It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. what is, so what is your, your favorite marathon to run? We'll be right back. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Well, I'm a little biased because I live in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, I do love the Los Angeles marathon. It was my first marathon. It was my 52nd. I got engaged at the finish line. There oh. Lots of it was the 100th marathon. Um, but I also, uh, if you ever get a, an opportunity to go run in Hawaii, um it's it's very special, you know, just the feeling of being on an island and the chop. It's just beautiful. And like my friend Bart Yasso has always said, when you finish the marathon, no matter how bad it was, you're in Hawaii. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've done a lot in Hawaii. I've got uh, the Kauai Marathon coming up as one of my 11. And they um, also have a beautiful half marathon. So, um I, and Honolulu as well. So yeah. Uh, also Marine Corps. If you ever get a chance to do that one, very inspirational. Yeah. The National Mall and the, the Marines and um, just a, a beautiful race of the Blue Mile. You know, running for all. You know, uh, mm-hmm. the, our fallen heroes and it's Memorial Day. Yes. Yes. That's, that's a great one. They well. changed the course of the LA Marathon this year, didn't they? They they did. They they don't go through Santa Monica anymore. Mm, that's sad. Yeah, yeah. but um, you know, there's some. It's still got the uh, same spirit. Yeah, you know, it's still got the energy. Uh, the LA Marathon. It's still got Randy Newman at the in the beginning, and you mm. know, Hollywood. You know the song "I Love LA." Yeah, but those you know, Santa Monica NIMBYs. Come on. <laughs> I know. I'm not gonna lie. I, I miss it. I miss it. Plus, I live in Santa Monica, so it's just like running home. <sighs> oh, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah, you can make the best out of it. Yeah, exactly. What you gotta do. Exactly. Exactly. Which marathon have you done that you say to yourself, "I'm never doing again." I think that my, my probably would be the extraterrestrial full moon midnight marathon. <laughs> Where was that at? That was um, that was in um, uh, Nevada, uh, right? Like Area Fifty One, or I, I don't know where the aliens are. It was <laughs> yeah. started at midnight. Um, that it was run. I mean, the race director did a fantastic job, nothing against the race whatsoever. It's just, I'm not a night runner. Mm. So mm. the race started at midnight and then I finished at like, I don't know, six in the morning and wow, you know, mile 18, it's like four in the morning. And I'm like, um, I see lights and I'm alone <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's it. They're going to take me and, um, happened to be my husband. He had run out to, <laughs> I was like, oh, thank God. but that was rough. It, it was a beautiful finish, you know, with the sunrise coming up. Um, but 
Yeah, probably wouldn't. I, I'm not a night runner. Mm-hmm. I'm more of, I like, I, you know, every, everyone's got their thing. Mm-hmm. So you do what you love. If you love yeah. running at night, run at the night. But I love to run more in the morning. That's my thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta, it's gotta be enjoyable. Yeah, you probably had to do it at night too because it gets so hot out there. <laughs> so yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, it was a fun race. Everybody had their glow sticks on and everyone was glowing. It was really cool. It's just you didn't know. Uh, yeah. You can't see the road and it was actually uphill sort of the first half mm-hmm. and I'm going too fast. So by the second half, <laughs> like, yeah. oh, God, help me. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's okay. We made it through. Those are hard races. Like the SF marathon is a hard, that's a hard race. A lot of hills in that race. Yeah. Really hard. Really hard. Hills slow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. So now the California international marathon, that's a fun one. That's a, that's my favorite marathon. I love that marathon. It's like a gradual down. You've done that one. You've done sim. I have a beautiful story about that oh, one. Oh, tell us, please. I mean, it's actually bittersweet. But, oh, oh, well, do but tell us. It was, um, it was, uh, let's see, I was on this mission to qualify for the Boston Marathon. And mm-hmm. if you think that you can never qualify, think again, okay? I never okay. thought I would be able to qualify for the Boston Marathon. But as my time started increasing, I realized I was pretty close. And I ran the Long Beach Marathon, um, I guess it was a couple months before. And I had missed it, missed Boston by, I think, two minutes I missed qualifying a huge, huge PR, but I missed, you know, the, uh, I missed caught the BQ by two minutes. And I was, you know, I was disappointed and my dad was really, really excited for me. Um, and you know, he was happy that I had broke four hours, but I really, I really was hoping to qualify. And I don't know what it was, whether I stopped to hug the coach or I stopped to hug, hug, you know, give a couple hugs, whatever happened, it happened. And sadly, um, after, um, I finished the next day, my mom called to tell me that my dad has been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing the doctors can do. And I said, Oh no, he is going to beat this. I'm going to qualify. And he's, I'm going to qualify for Boston at the CIM Sacramento marathon. He's going to come mm-hmm. with me and see me qualify. Um, but sadly, um, you know, and I did everything I could to help, you know, diets, special diets, everything I could. But sadly, um, my father passed away just 35 days after his diagnosis. And, and 10 days later, I had that race coming up. And, you know, anybody would have understood if I didn't run it, but I knew he would want me to run it. And um, I, I, I ran that marathon. And uh I qualified for Boston that day on basically my 19th attempt, 10 days after my father had passed away. And mm. I knew, I knew we had done it together. I knew. Yeah. yeah. I knew. So, um, and it was after that, that it was like, you know, one of those races where the stars just align and everything was mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah. I mean, not perfect. Nothing's ever really perfect, but you know, I felt good. The training was there and my dad, I knew it was the wind at my back. And so it was after that when I was like, okay, I got to do something. Yeah. You Wonderful. Know? Wonderful. Yeah. He, he, I know he was there. And mm-hmm. um, so CIM, mm-hmm. that was the only time I ever qualified for Boston out of the however many marathons I've run. Terrific. That race seems to, things go well at that race. I, I, I've only done it once, but I'm, 
I'm a little slower than you, but I have my best time at that race, uh, 520, which is the fastest I've ever done a marathon. Awesome. But I, I just love that marathon, the support, the, the crowd support, even in the, even in the countryside where there's cows and pastures, there's people along the road. It's amazing. I, I've, I've never seen support throughout the whole race that I have at that at that particular marathon. It's pretty spectacular to me. Yeah, I, I agree. They did yeah. a great job. Yeah. They do a great job. It's very, very well done. Yeah. 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 It's really, really lovely. I, I don't do road marathons anymore, but if I do another one, it's probably going to be that one. What year did you do that? Oh, oh, geez. It's been a while. Let me see. It's uh 20, probably I would think, um, trying to think back um was it 14 13 or 14 or 15 oh, nice. one of those years nice back, back a while. it's uh, maybe maybe i'm trying 15 16 maybe okay we maybe were probably there together yeah yeah somewhere around there Very i don't cool. remember that's awesome <laughs> yeah yeah i was back then uh, now you uh, probably preferred running in warmer weather than i imagine since you're from southern california right yeah, I'm a weather wimp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have you run in, in colder marathons? Uh, I guess Seattle was probably the coldest. The CIM was a cold one one yeah. year. It was yeah, like 28 that, degrees. Yeah, that's it. Gets cold down there. It gets yeah, up it's there. Hard. It's hard. That's yeah. why I understand why you know as you get older, people move to Florida. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't do well in the cold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So. Uh, and Seattle, that has a lot of hills too, doesn't it? That marathon, it's pretty hilly. I don't remember. I, I know. After a while, they all seems the same. It's like one hundred fifty-two. Um, but I just remember, um, yeah, it was cold. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it's not always cold in Seattle. It's just um, it, that was a tough one. Some of them were harder than others, and uh, yeah. Well, well, their cold is damp because it's always rainy and wet. Even if it's snowing, it's still so damp up there. It feels colder than, than a lot of other places. Yeah, I, I give everyone credit who loves to run in the cold and bundling them up. And all you runners who love to, you know, who are training in the snow, uh, you all get extra credit because <laughs> that that takes a lot just to get out the door. And, and you know, isn't that the most important part of, of training and running? Just, you know, getting yourself out the door. It does. It, it is. It is really, it is. Um, I don't mind. I don't mind it. The snow is if it's like mountain where it's dry, but that, Oh my gosh, there's people who, who can go out in like the, the North Midwest or the Northeast. Oh, that, that dampness is just, it's, yeah. it goes into your bones. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you're all my heroes. I I know. <laughs> I, am, I am in awe. If, oh. if under sixty or under fifty here, forget it. I'm like I'm. It's ridiculously wimpy in the cold. So. <laughs> so, so, so what is your favorite post race meal? Um. Good question. I think what is your favorite and what is a good meal? <laughs> well, I'm not asking what a good meal is. I'm asking what your favorite is. Okay. So, <laughs> well, I think um, pizza and French fries is going to probably be the winner. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and if you can, you know, get a protein drink in there, even better. But, you know, I'm not saying that you should do that. I just, I think it's the salt that people crave after, yeah. after a race. Yep. So I, I have a tendency to go 
for the bad stuff sometimes, but it's not very healthy and I don't want to promote that. (laughs) You know, Hey, I I figure after 15 miles, you can eat, you can eat one meal of whatever you want and then just go back to the healthy stuff. I agree. I mean, we don't run for nothing. You know, we we get to eat a little, you know, some, that's one of the benefits of, of, of running is that you can eat a little, uh, pizza or a donut or whatever once in a while <laughs> you exactly know? exactly we earned it damn it <laughs> that's right otherwise what's the point <laughs> yeah. absolutely i mean we're not doing it every day and and every day we try to stick to healthy stuff so if you if you have you know french fries a pizza or cheeseburger once in a while it's okay yeah, you know I, I i would agree once in a while i just i gave a ted talk recently um called How to Revolutionize Your Health. And um, so, you know, it, it was, it, I, I want to I be able to help people who, who are struggling, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know if you get a chance to watch it, but it, it's on YouTube if you ever get a chance. But I think that, um, so I, I, I'm sort of segueing here. I hope you don't mind. Oh, that. no, that's fine. Please, please. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I feel like I, I see so many people out there who are struggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, whether it's, you know, it's just a sort of feeling of um, uh, well-being, you know, like you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're just, just not, it's both mental, mental and physical. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I do offer so, some tips in that TED talk about mm-hmm. how to, you know, how to sort of, how to change your life, how to get moving, how to um, have this relationship, I guess you could say with your body. And, and one of the things that, that I said, I actually learned this from a therapist um, is ask your body this question. How does it feel about the way it's being treated? Mm. How does it feel about the way it's being treated? And if you can like do a daily check-in with yourself and ask your body that question, and sort of, you know, wait for the answer or, 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 or know what, what, you know, what's good for your body and you know what it isn't, right? You know what, you know what makes you run well, you know, what, and I think that um, it's important to have this relationship with your body. And I, as I said, one of the reasons I don't think we have this relationship with our body is because we don't want to hear, sometimes we don't want to hear what our bodies would have to say. And of course, there are days that you don't want to get out there and you don't want to run, you don't want to exercise, you don't want to walk, you don't, you don't want to. And I have days like that. Believe me, we all struggle. There are times that I just want to sit on the couch. But then I think, okay, what is the alternative if you don't get out there and get moving? How are you going to feel if you don't? And that's how I sort of, you know, live my life. Because I was a part of that health crisis. You know, um, I'm grateful for the antidepressants that I had because they most likely saved my life back before I started running. But um, I just want to offer that, you know, it's think about the alternative. Think about how good you're going to feel if you get out and just go for a 10 minute walk, whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. Or if you sit on the couch and, and just, you know, don't go anywhere. It, it's, it's, you know, this alternative way of thinking, you just have to think, you know, do you want to feel good or not? And I struggle with it too, still to this day, 
but you know, the, we, we want to reduce the amount of stress and suffering, you know, if we can. And, uh, that's part of, part of my message in, in the talk. And, but I, I'd like to help people know that they have the strength to do it. And, and it just comes from really, really thinking about what the alternative is and getting, creating that relation, a loving relationship with your body. And if there's times that you can't have that loving relationship with your body, and I know there's times I don't have it. I think that um, if you can just try to be a little bit healthier, do something good for yourself and your body will thank you. Yeah. I think that's really important question and it it wouldn't hurt for all of us each one of us to ask ourselves that every day so i think that's really really good and thank you for sharing that with us uh i'm definitely going to be doing that because i know i've had a couple things happen the last few weeks with the tooth problem and and i had the flu so getting back on track but you know (laughs) there's all these you know sometimes you're going to have you know peaks and valleys and things are going to happen in life you know stuff happens but um yeah it's a good question to ask every day is like you know okay how am i treating you today Yeah, right (laughs) i I don't always remember maybe maybe i should put a post-it up or something you know something to remind yourself you know yeah do that daily check-in yeah yeah i know it's it's not easy. It's not easy, but, um, you know, it's Lupe, uh, my, my friend was, you know, she put her shoes on every day whenever mm-hmm. she, she didn't get, she's like, don't get depressed, mm-hmm. keep going. You know, she was so inspirational and, uh, yeah. a, a beautiful example of, of that. And, um, I think that, um, yeah, what I wanted to mention, one of the other things that I, I talked about is, mm-hmm. um, when you have this relationship with your body and there's many different things you can do. Like I mentioned, you can, you can join a running club. You can invite a friend along. There's, there's um, all, you can exercise for 30 minutes a day, right? There's all, all these things that you can do, but for me anyways, and if this helps you, none of those things worked unless I created this relationship with my body. Right. Mm -hmm. So when I, when I saw this running group out there, I, I thought, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, my dad actually said, suggested I go join a running group. And I, I became a runner. It wasn't that I was just going for a run, right? It's, or, or you're not just going for a walk. You are a walker. You're not just going for a swim. You become a swimmer. You don't just do yoga. You become it. You become a yogi. You embrace, if you can embrace whatever it is you're doing and really become that, it just changes your whole sort of outlook. And then you feel it, it brings this kind of a, a confidence. And you're like, I'm a walker, you know, I'm a runner. And it, it's a beautiful and then you're, you know, you, you feel like you're a part of something. And it just it, it helps, I think, mentally for those that are struggling. Um, if if that helps you at all, not you, but the listeners, anybody out there struggling or, or somebody, you know, maybe, um, I would suggest, you know, hey, don't just go for a swim because you want to lose weight. No, you're a you're a freaking swimmer now. Look at you. You're a runner. Like, how awesome is that? Right. I think it does. I think it really, really does uh, to help. And you have to have a you have to point yourself in in a positive mindset, no matter what you think your body looks like, no matter what shape you're in, no matter what you have to even if you don't have a positive mindset, you have to point yourself in that direction because that's what's going to keep you going 
that's what's going to get you in into better health and better shape. You have to have that mindset that you want to get it because if you don't, you're never going going to get healthy and or you're going to drop out of it and you're not right. going to stick with it. Right. Yeah. And, and, and have hope, mm-hmm. have hope, yep. you know, you know, there, there's hope out there and there's, there's people out there that are, you know, that would help, will help you reach out. I, I know a lot of you are struggling and sometimes um, it's also good to look at what's helped you in the past, maybe get out of a, a rut. If, if you're in one, if anyone listen, you know, if you're struggling, what's helped you in the past and, and, and do that again, you know, Yes. Yeah. Things that have gotten you yeah. out. Well, yeah, and that that is excellent excellent advice and we'll have a link to your website that has all your all the links to everything that you do on on martharunsworld.com. Um, and thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Th- and thank you so much for joining us today. This has been really fun and enlightening and really inspirational and I need to go to for a run today. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad. And I think the most important thing, like I've said, is just getting out the friggin' door. Yes. Just going. Just push yourself out the door. And remember, you're going to feel so much better once you do. Yes, absolutely. Yes. The most important part is just getting out there. Yep. Absolutely. Whatever that means for you. Absolutely. Now I have one final, I have one final question before we leave, because I always ask this of my running guests is if you could do any race, regardless of distance requirements, qualifications, all that anywhere, what race would you like to run? Uh, I don't know why, but (laughs) the Kona Ironman just popped up into my head. I would love to do that. The Kona world championship Ironman. Like you really have to qualify for that race. Yep. But, well, you know, I don't know. It just still calls me. <laughs> well, you've got the running down. So now you have to do is just get the swimming and the cycling down and you and, got it. And the ocean is beautiful and warm. You don't have to wear a wetsuit. Nope. And yeah. So I don't know. I mean, our dreams are still possible. Yeah. That's another one. Um, if I could end with that quote is, you know, um, you're never too old or too young to set a new dream or a dream of New, a new goal, something yes. like that. Yes, yes. You're never too old to set a new dreamer because truly I didn't start running till I was 37. I'm 52. Now look at us, girl. I mean, we're yeah. still, you know, our dreams, many of our dreams are still possible. So, so keep going and, and remember we got this. Absolutely. I totally agree. And you keep going with your, with your 11 um, marathons and your 11% and uh, we will have the link and we'll get you some more, raise some more money. And uh, yeah, the link will be on the website so that people will be able to donate. And uh, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Wow. Thank you for, thank you so much for having me. It was right. really a joy to speak with you and okay. I hope to see you out there and right. any of you runners as well. Awesome. And Reach you out, too. say hello. All right. Okay. Take care. Talk soon. Okay. We got this. Thank you so much for being on the show. I truly appreciate it. It makes me want to go run a marathon, a trail marathon, because I really don't do road marathons anymore, but a trail marathon for sure. I'm actually going to attempt to finish a marathon in my timed race in late September. I haven't run that distance for a very long time, four years So I will be trying to finish that distance in late September. So we'll see how that goes.
I know I can do it. If I, I have 12 hours to do it. So if I can't do it in 12 hours, I probably shouldn't be doing it at all. But I'm pretty sure that I can handle that. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And I'll talk about that later on as it gets closer to the date. That should be a blast. It's, it's going to be fun. It's around a horse ranch. So it's a little loop around a horse ranch. I'm going to be camping out. It's going to be fun. All right. I will, like I said, I'll talk about that later. Badwater 135 is happening as we speak, as this episode is out. It's still going on if you listen to this episode on Tuesday when it's released. If you listen to it afterwards, it's already happened. So I'll talk about that more next week when we get the when we get more information about how the race went. I know a lot of people. I have a lot of people who are actually have been on the show who are running it. And I have one particular person who's been on the show before who's running it. I would like to have on the show again. So we'll set that up. So there's a lot of things going on as far as Badwater. I also did a show about the history of Badwater, a whole episode. So you can go back and listen to that one as well. That's episode number 131 if you want to uh, look it up that way. All right. I did do a race on Saturday. I got what I wanted to, and um, I did really well. I had a great time. I will talk about that next week. I don't want to talk about that this week um, because I just – I will explain it in more detail next week when I have more time. I'm doing this a little late, but uh, I will talk about that more next week. I. We'll actually have two races to talk to tell you about next week. I think I'm doing a race next weekend. I may not have time for that one as well. Maybe I'll do that one in a later in a later date. Anyway, it's so fun to be out racing again and be out active among my people. Really, <laughs> it is so fun to be there and and to be part of everything again. I can't tell you how how joyful it is, how how much happiness it brings me. Life is so much better when you can run. It just is so fun. So that is the episode here. Just some housekeeping stuff. If you want to give, you can uh, give a couple bucks just one time only at Buy Me a Cup of Coffee. And if you want to become a Patreon patron and give $2, $5, or $10 every month, you can. And that's uh, the Patreon link. Both links are on the website at MarthaRunsTheWorld.com. You can do both. If you want to send me an email, you can at MarthaRunsTheWorld at gmail.com. And that is it. And thank you so much for being the, the best podcast listening audience in the world. Thank you so much. It means everything to me. It really does. You have no idea how much it means to me. I really love you all. And until next week, let's tie up our shoelaces and go for a run.